because I'm wrong. I don't know. I love diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yes. Side note. <laughs> Continue. I want the hat with the little hair. Yeah. <laughs> the little visor hat. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll be for Halloween next year, treat. this year. <laughs> Tri so. Triple D truck. <laughs> At lunch or food trucks? Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. We were already Listen. This year. <laughs> but that's how you have to be. You have to be intentional. Yeah. Like, I think the recap this morning definitely, uh, I was getting excited because I didn't realize all the things that we actually had done last year. Yeah. Because you feel like you have so much time and then you feel like there wasn't enough time. And so then to hear, like, wow, we really were so generous as a church and as a people. And it excites me to want to do more this year because. I can see where I could have done more already. Right. So. And it's because of partners like you. When you connect with us, which I want you to do when you find the little pinned comment here in a second that will tell you how to connect with us. We did this together. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even like, oh, well, you know, we had to. This was, we were inspired by God. We were motivated. And we were motivated by the love for people. Yeah, the exactly. compassion for the others in the community. And we're going to take it and run with it this year. Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot exciting Wait. to show people what God's heart really does look like because it is it is fun and it is beautiful and it is kind and it is caring and it is generous yes and so to get to be like Jesus and not really have to do a whole lot to do it is it's, it's exciting because you think it's gonna take a lot but it's not a works it's just about your heart right so if you posture your heart to want to be you know, the Jesus that somebody sees today, then that's what it'll be. Yep. So it's really exciting. I'm excited for you guys to hear this message. I know. New worship set. Yes. Which if you are on YouTube, which you should be because it's easy, yes. go to Encounter Worship. We always have the playlist for each month on there so you will know the songs. Um, we don't have, we only have one new one, mm -hmm. but it's a goodie. Yes, yes. So learn it. <laughs> I heard it this morning and I was like, ooh. It'll empower it you. <laughs> and you have to, like, that's how you have to posture yourself. Yep. We were talking about that even just for giving, but worship. Yes. Worship is who you are. That's what God wants to see. And yeah. it's, again, it's not like you have to work to do it. However you worship is yes. how you worship, but it's entering into that and becoming part of what's already happening. Exactly. If we don't do it, the rocks will do it, but it's better when it comes from us. Yeah. It's better it's when it comes from It's just your heart coming out in a song. Yes. <laughs> These are just prayers, but we're singing them. Right. So declare it with all your heart, all your mind, and if you're not feeling it, declare it even more. Yes. So because get ready it makes for worship. A difference. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> and grab your communion elements now so that you can get going when it's time for communion. We are so happy that you're here. Thank you and we love you. Yay.
future is bright. I believe in His promise for me. I believe that He's working and He's not the best. The best is yet to come. I know He makes the anxious courageous. I know He makes the doubt believe. I know He won't stop working because He's not the best. all things for good I believe that he's working he's not the best the best is yet to come hey I've got this hope in my soul Church. Thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us online. I do want to encourage you guys that if you haven't filled out a Connect card, please do, and you can drop it right into the box in the back there. And if you're online watching, you can click the link in the pinned post and connect with us there. We really, really want to get to know you better. And another thing that we'd like to invite you to is communion. Now, we love to celebrate the great exchange here at Encounter. Jesus' life for ours, and we do that through the communion. You're welcome to do it at any time. The table in the back is open, and at home, all you need are crackers or bread and juice or wine. Whichever you choose is sufficient, and what Jesus did for us is sufficient in everything that we do. Another thing I want to invite you to is giving. Giving is so good for you. It's not something that you have to do. You get to do it, so I encourage you give online at encounter813.com. You can give through the Tidely app, and if you're here, you can drop it in the box. 
at any time. You stood outside my grave with tears still on your face, and I heard you say my name, and my night was turned today because you came. I knew that you would come and you say that my heart it woke up. Now I'm not afraid, I see your face. I am alive, you can. I knew that you would come. You said. Resurrecting things. 
and what really stood out to me about that was the type of resurrection that we have on this side of the cross, it's like we just finished the old year, right? We're thinking, yeah, that's right, it's dead, now it's resurrect something. But it's not a refurbished you that God's resurrected. It's a brand new creation. So you're not, you're not taking things in from, the, from the past into this year. And it's like, well, it's still there, but I, I, I look differently. No, you're completely brand new. Everything that's in the past is dead. And God's brought into the new year a brand new you. Amen. There's like something supernatural about being like fresh and new, isn't it? Like, it's like, well, I still have got these old. No, you're brand new. You're not refurbished, okay? He does a work in you. He started it already, praise God. So whatever happened in the past, let's leave it there. Let's move forward with, with an attitude as we worship God of, of believing. You know what? The best really is yet to come. Amen. And it's going to be better. And each day is going to be better because we go from glory to glory on this in this kingdom. Amen. So let's, with faith, begin to sing out to God like we really believe that and see God do and, and, and make some things that are just going to blow you away, I believe, is going to do in your life. But, but do you believe it? And so if you believe it, then let's sing like that. Amen. Let's give it up for the Lord. Come on.
no mountain too high, no valley too low. There's no fear that I have. He doesn't already know. There's no problem too big. There's no weapon too strong. There is nothing for God that's impossible. There's no mountain too high, no valley too low. There's no fear that I have. He doesn't already know. There's no problem too big, no weapon too strong. There is nothing for God that's impossible. And so I won't be shaken. Oh, I won't be moved. Hey, my God is faithful. And His promises To the mountains, oh, it's time to move. Cause my God is bigger, better, stronger, greater, bigger, better, stronger, greater. He's bigger, better, stronger, greater, bigger, better, stronger. One more time. He's bigger, better, stronger, greater. God, we just thank you for your presence. joy this morning. Whatever our circumstances look like, God, we won't be shaken. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm anointed to bring hope. The promise fulfilled in a moment. We're still watching it unfold. There's good news for the captain, a proclamation for every soul. This liberty is for the broken, an invitation to be made whole. So listen for the free message, he's delivered me. Look out for the woman shouting, He's gone and made me clean. Listen up for the season's changing, He's rebuilding everything. Listen oh, for the people shouting, This is Jubilee. Yeah. Oh. Oh 
Happy New Year, Encounter Church. All right. Man, um, so you'll notice our attendance is way low um, for both services, actually. And, um, you know, it kind of makes sense. There's a lot going on right now. And I know there are people I'm watching at home right now. I want you just be encouraged um, if you um, didn't come because maybe you just thought it'd be safer to, to hold back. You know, there's no condemnation. We love you. We miss you. But here's what I want you to know we are doing here at Encounter Churches. <clears throat> We've continued since we first um, came back to church during the start of the pandemic, have uh, actually cleaned the church from top to bottom. We actually have somebody come in every week, sanitize all the toys for the kids. We just do a really good job on, on just making sure we stay on top of that and keeping this place clean. Um, the, the people that are serving on Sunday mornings, they actually um, even though it's not mandated, they continue to check their temperatures and monitor themselves to make sure they have no symptoms of anything, not just, you know, any pandemic, anything at all, because nobody likes being sick. So I want you to just know that we actually do care so much, so much so that um, there are people that are even, you know, that are choosing to wear a mask, even if they have like a little sniffle, because we care about what you think, all right? We don't want you to be afraid and think that we don't care about you. And so um, we do. And so you can, you can come back to church. Um, it's where God wants you to be. Amen? And uh, it's, what, it's what the scriptures say. He loves it when we come together. Uh, and it's so cool to be in a room full of saints and you experience God's tangible presence because he likes to show up in that. He loves to show up in our worship. And so um, he, and he inhabits our praise is what the Bible says. So we miss you. And just know that we actually do care about how you feel. Okay? And you can always reach out to us and we'll have somebody minister to you. So it is a new year. Yeah, but we have a same God. <laughs> Last year, we started the, this, uh, the year off with the series, and we titled it, It's His Year. We were dedicating the year to God. When I realize um, that doesn't change, yeah, amen, and we may change, but God, he, God doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that will always encourage you to know that truth, that he hasn't changed despite how much you maybe change, have changed, or even when you mess up, he still loves you, he's still good. And so it's, it's going to look a little different this year because we usually have a year in review at the end of the year. But you know what? I, when, we, when we were planning for our Christmas Eve service, and this is what God just put on my heart, and this is the word he said. He said, give your team a break. And so we took off Sunday the, on the 26th. We decided we weren't going to have service. And so that was the last Sunday of the year. Our last service would be on Christmas Eve. And so, um, and I know that the team appreciated it, but I also know that you appreciated that. And here's what I want to tell you. Um, when it comes to church, and some people are like, well, we should still go do church. Look, we're not going to be religious about it. God has no problem with you hanging out with your family and your friends to celebrate Christmas. He is in that. Amen? Amen. And so we, we did come and worship him on Christmas Eve. We were together, but we also get to be with our friends and family and still allow the God in us to live through us. Amen? So we just bring that encounter everywhere we go. And so welcome back. We're going to actually cover some of the things we've seen God accomplish through us this year. All right, we're going to cover that. So it looks a little different, and then I do have a, a word that I believe will encourage us, hopefully empower us to actually be different this year. And so <clears throat> last year, um, we started, if you remember, it felt like we were trying to do baptisms every month, as it felt like, like, let's just dunk them all, you know? Um, we end up, which is really awesome, we end up baptizing 12 people last year, and I think that was awesome. <clears throat> that was awesome. <clears throat> and so... Uh, one of the things we actually implemented was um, our, we, we brought back the small groups. It was different with, with the pandemic because people were meeting their homes. We tried to do stuff online. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's just hard to do a group on Zoom, isn't it? Like, it's just hard. I mean, it's cool. We, we do what we can, but it's not the same. For God so loved the world that he sent a text message, right? Like, no, <laughs> he came. Like, you know, so, so we launched that, and, um, and it was good. Here's the cool thing about that. It blew me away because I, I didn't realize um, how well we were actually doing. But we started doing social connect groups. Remember, we were meeting at different places, different locations in St. Petersburg. We also were meeting in Tampa. We were doing, like, once a month. Um, well, we actually end up having in attendance 44 people in the church go to small groups this year. That was the average. How awesome is that? <clears throat> so consistently, probably in the high 30s. But, but here's what's awesome. We're a church of 126 people. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because we, we are going to grow larger and smaller as we grow. And man, the fun stuff, right? The, the transforming, the, the things that are going to, the, the supernatural things, they ought to be happening in our small groups. You know, that's where the best evangelism takes place for people that are far from God. You know how much easier it is to invite a friend or family member that doesn't know Jesus or doesn't want to know Jesus to a small group, maybe at a barbecue or like a coffee shop for good conversation than it is to get them here on Sunday? Yeah, it's easier. It really is where they can see Jesus in you and your friends being real people. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I really, I didn't realize that how well we were doing because we don't have a lot of groups, but there's more to come and you guys didn't hear about that. There's more groups coming. So um, we saw, we also launched our outreach uh, ministry or, uh, you know, our campaign called Encounter Go. You guys remember that? Remember when we actually, we actually bought 100 um, uh, backpacks and we filled them with everything from socks, toothbrushes. We provided food. We even threw a $5 bill in every single bag and we went out to the streets of Tampa, and we were blessing the homeless. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Some of you guys were on that were on that trip with us, and it was crazy. You know, it was an interesting time. But here's the thing that God kept reminding us is that, hey, um, there, there will always be homeless amongst you. And, and you know what he, t- he says to do with them? He says, church, take care of them. Yeah, there ought to be a burden on our hearts to make sure we're doing what we can for people in that position. Because unfortunately, a lot of them aren't healthy in their mind. And so some of them don't even know. That's the condition of their life. And they got to have encounters. It was really awesome. So <clears throat> and we, went to, we, went, we went into places where you, you probably wouldn't find church groups. <laughs> but God was there and people were blessed. Um, we had in our uh, trunk or treat event for outreach, which has been our most successful throughout the years. Last year, we had over 400 people show up, which was awesome. Um, this year, we had 900 people register and 634 people attend that outreach event. <clears throat> that's a lot of people that don't belong to this church, yeah? That's a great, that's successful. And here's, here's what, you know, we didn't hand out any, um, any tracks or anything like that. We didn't tell people to come to church. We wanted people just to know that we love them, and that was it. That, not a transaction here. And you know what happened? Two families ended up coming to the church, and one joined the church because of that. How cool is that? Cool is that? Um, and during Thanksgiving, we were able to bless 30 families during Thanksgiving, so that's awesome. Um, now, one small group, that's more like a small church because um, it's such a large group, um, actually decided, you know what, we're going to be the church, and we're going to actually do something Thanksgiving. They went to Publix and started buying people's groceries. How cool is that? It didn't come from me. It didn't come from a leadership meeting. We're like, how we, they were just like, we're, yeah, give it up for them. Come on. That's Angela's small group. Okay. How cool is that? Like, that's what, that's what the small, that's what small group ministry does. It's not a program here. It is the church. And the Calder Church takes place pretty much almost every day of the week. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? 
Um, that was really cool, one of the best testimonies. <clears throat> For Christmas, we were able to bless 10 different people, and one of the, the, the highlights was seeing us be able to bless a family right here in our own, own family here um, with Junior Garcia and his family. How awesome was it for them to feel like God sees them, despite how difficult of a year the family has had, right? Right, guys? It's been a very difficult year, but God still sees us. And I know they felt loved because we were able to bless them financially, which is more than we gave last year to the other family. And also all the kids got Christmas gifts. How cool is that? Because of your generosity. Yeah? And then, of course, over the summer, we were meeting the needs of people in our family and also needs out there, right? Because it's Encounter Go. God gave us a word to go, right? And so we did a reverse tithe. <laughs> Some of you coming for the first time thinking, wow, I got money. Or there was visitors like coming. And like one guy was like, I've never been here before. Why am I taking your money? Aren't you guys taking my money? What's going on? Well, God's just like, hey, God told us if, if you don't have a need, then go, go be a need meter, right? Or take it and just be blessed. Amen. And we did that. And that was an awesome opportunity for us to be irrationally generous. Amen? Amen. And so that was a fun time. Um, uh, we were able to sponsor, get this, for our youth retreat where we take the youth. Pastor Joey and his team takes the youth to the beach and do like a three-day retreat there. 100% of the camp or the retreat was paid for because of your generosity. Come on. It's awesome. <clears throat> uh, we end up having a, a food truck here for a little bit. Um, they actually wanted, we actually hired them to do our summer barbecue, if you remember that. Um, didn't turn out to be the best experience, unfortunately, right? There were some hiccups along the way with that. But I love how you responded. Instead of, like, writing a negative Yelp review, <laughs> you know what you guys did? Because she told me. You guys tipped her $535. Come on. <laughs> Irrational generosity, right? Usually don't do that. Usually go to another food truck, right? That's awesome. Proud of you guys. And then um, we had... Um, and, and overall, in missionary giving that we were able to give, we actually uh, increased from what we were able to budget. We gave 99% more than we budgeted to missions. So awesome. Now get this, you're gonna, you're, you're, your head's going to blow, okay? So hold on to it. Um, when it came to benevolence giving, we actually increased from the budget 678% in benevolence giving. 678%. It wasn't zero to 678 either, Okay. 678%. That's who we are. We meet needs. Amen? And practical ways. Like, let me show you Jesus. We'll feed him first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's do that. Right? <clears throat> and here's what's really cool, guys. We had, um, according to um, connection cards, we had 28 people visit the church. I think we had a lot more visitors than that. But here was so incredible. We actually grew by 12.5% as a church this year. <laughs> Out of the 28 members, 14, 28 visitors, 14 people became members. That is impressive. So we are a church of 126, right? Um, but just at the, at the launch of, of Encounter, uh, we only had 30, 32 people in 2019. Pretty awesome. God's doing some really cool stuff here, guys. <clears throat> and so um, from our, our yearly budget in 2020... At the, and then at the close, we increased at 22%. That's how we were able to do so much. So we actually had 22% more than what we budgeted for. How cool is that? We closed the year at $173,000. And then, um, but here, here's, what's, here's what blows me away. And I, I, don't, I guess it's just the, the, the people that are, that are giving or faithful giving are just so generous. We only have 24% of the church giving. Now, I know that's actually a good number. 
Um, I know the church as a whole doesn't has a globally has a very low percentage of people that faithfully give to their local home church. Um, we have 24 percent. I thought to myself, what if we just doubled that? What would it look like? It's only you know 48 percent of the church giving. What? How much more can we do? So think about that. And and I, I I'm going to be challenging you because with the word that God's given us, one of the things we have to do is we we have to grow in Him and. I know being generous is difficult during a season that we're going through as a people. I mean, which is, let's all be honest, inflation, things are not cheap, right? To live is, is very expensive in this day, in this, this year. Um, but that should never keep us from being generous, remembering who God is and what he's done for us in our life. Um, it's not about God needing your money, okay? It comes from him. It's his. That's why it should be easy to give <laughs> because it's his anyways. And when we put it in his hands, things could happen. And I, and I think we've been faithful in what God's given us. We steward fine resources, money, well here at Encounter Church. And I'm believing that we're going to see a financial increase. But he, here's the thing. is I know it actually blesses you to give. So we are actually the first series of the year. We are doing a series on giving and, and generosity. And so it's, the time is now. We, we all need to take a, a risk. That's called faith right, and begin to give, and I want you to know that I, I do want to lead by example, um, and this is not bragging, but I want you to know that I really do believe what I'm saying, because my wife and I budget 12% of our income to give, okay, that's not bragging, so we want to be generous, and how can I stand here and tell you to live generously and not do that, that's the only reason why I'm saying that, not to cheer me on, good job, that's your job, no, it's what I want to do, it's what I want to do. Amen? And <clears throat> I get to do. So, and, and I want to make it clear too. Like, oh yeah, 126 people, but you know, 60 are probably kids. No, we've got about 15. So there's a lot more room for giving. Amen? Amen. And of course, last but not least, probably the greatest miracle that could ever take place in anybody's life is salvation. We had three here last year. How cool is that? You know, I know um, there may be some people watching or maybe some of you in here think, well, there should be a lot more. I agree. There should be a lot more happening in small groups. But when those three happen in the church, that's a miracle because I don't see a whole lot of unbelievers running to the church in this day and age. Okay? But again, we can, we can definitely meet them where they're at. Amen? And so um, it was a great year, wasn't it? Let's give it up for Jesus. Come on. And so, you know, one of the questions I have for you is, if, if you can do something about sickness, right, and disease, if you can do something about it, would you? Would you do something? If you can actually, you know, um, give to people um, in need but housing or, or clothes and food, would you? Would you do those things? If you, if you can do the things that Jesus did, would you do that? <clears throat> so why aren't we? And he says in John 14 that we would do the same works that he has done, even greater works that we would do because he goes to the Father. And I know some people are saying, hold on now, Pastor, careful now. We're not God. We can't do the miracles like he did. He's talking about evangelism. Well, nowhere in there is he talking about evangelism. In fact, the chapter starts off with saying, he says this in verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me and believe also in God. He talks about him leaving. I'm going to the cross. Boys, I'm going to the cross. It's going to get real tough for you, like it was for me. But you see how I responded to the people I came for, how they rejected me, how they often wanted to kill me. 
how I continued to live out my life's mission, how everywhere I went, lives were being changed, even when I didn't realize it. People were getting healed when they touched me. I was able to take resources and multiply it to bless over 20,000 people. Now, I know people are thinking, Pastor, you're dreaming. Okay, well, then don't wake me up because I like being here, right? But but I believe that it's possible for us to live just like him. So the context in that is this. Guys, you guys are going to be here. He's talking to the disciples, though, and they did that. But he also told the disciples to teach us everything that he taught them. That's their echo. He's speaking to us if you're a follower of Christ. And so that what I have for you is it is possible for you to do the same things that Jesus did. It is possible. Not because of what you're able to do, but what, able, what he's able to do in you. It's like the shadow healing people as Peter and John, as the boys were walking down the street, and their shadows healing people. It's like, where's the power in that shadow? It was who was overshadowing them that was healing the people. And that same spirit overshadows you. In fact, that same spirit is inside of you. And so we, and I know this could be challenging, because maybe your experience, you said, I've stepped out and I've done that, didn't work. We'll try again. We'll try again, because... It, your experience, it's either your experience or, or God. Does your experience change who he is? Absolutely not. So why do you let it? I've been disappointed before, so I can't trust that. Or, or you know, you, I, I've been given and I don't ever see blessings. Well, maybe you're giving just to get blessed instead of just being a blessing. Maybe you just need to change that. You will have whatever you believe. I think that's what he said. And so what are we lacking? Absolutely nothing. In 2 Peter verse 1 through 3, it says this, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. That's just, it's righteousness, but it's also a godly life. Who lived the godly life? Jesus Christ lived the godly life, right? Well, he is God, correct, and we're not, but man, we can't separate ourselves from him. You can't get any closer to God than you are now, thanks to Jesus He's not just walking next to you. The best thing for him to do was to leave so he can be in you. And we have that church. Man, it was good for him to leave. So we have him now. But what happens when we start to believe it? Again, I know the enemy's probably speaking to you right now. You're watching at home wanting to just to tune me out and say, this, he sounds like one of those crazy faith guys. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Man, it's, it's like my, my thought is, but how can we get the gospel in front of that person? How can we get the gospel in front of Nero? Isn't that what Paul was saying? Why? Because the gospel will change someone's life. It'll change hearts. That goes further than just winning an argument. Well, they don't believe, though, so why pray? Well, he never told them they had to have faith. He said, if you speak to the mountain, it'll move. I don't need anybody's faith for things that happen. Now, I've got experiences, and one goes, oh, you've got some, so that's where you're coming from. Well, I, w- I didn't always have the experience, but man, I went after it, and it wasn't a striving thing. It was just simply saying, I believe you, Jesus, and that's enough. Sounds elementary, doesn't it? Sounds like childlike faith, doesn't it? Call me crazy. Call me a little babe. I'll stay there, but I believe he wants us there. But why am I saying this to you? Because the word that God gave us for this year when I was praying was when I think about everything that needs to happen in this broken world, especially with what's been going on with the pandemic, right? And, and 2020 was an interesting year, going back two years ago. And I thank God for that because, man, I know for us as a church, we were able, it was 2020 vision because we were able to see just all, all the cracks in our foundation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, God, I was lacking there, wasn't I? <laughs> wow, I was saying this, but I surely, certainly didn't believe it. And hear me out, okay? 
hear me out. <clears throat> I am all for uh, a medicine and med- many, if it leads to healing, amen, therapies, whatever, it's okay. But I also know that we also have another option too, and that's Jesus Christ, the great physician. He is and always will be healer. And that needs to be the first one we go to. Before we grab an aspirin for our headache, why don't we just stop and speak to that thing and tell it to go away? See, a lot of times we don't see it because it's like we haven't worked up that spiritual muscle yet. It's like your physical muscles, going into a gym trying to lift weight you haven't lifted in 20 years because you did it when you were young. It's like that doesn't make sense. You're going to get injured. But we do the same thing with our spirit. It's like, you know, I am pumped up. I'm going to go do the things that Jesus did. I'm going to go raise the dead. Dude, you don't even have enough faith for a headache. Just start there. All right? Start with your dog. Okay? Like, seriously. But, but this is, like, let's be, let's be real here. You got to work yourself into that. You, you got to stir your faith up, and it's got to grow in you. It's already there. It's his faith in you. But you got to let that thing grow. And so we do need to start looking at our lives differently, church. If we want to see revival take place, it's not God doing it. More God, more God. Does he do it? Yes, but he does it through you. See, so many of us are waiting and saying, more God, more God. And here's the word he gave. His word to us is, no, it's, James, it's more church. Isn't it awesome that we serve a God who gets to sit down? He's resting. His work is done. But we miss that because we're still waiting for God to do more. Do more what? I've been praying for him just to do more, and it's just, I'm just tarrying here, brother. Well, you're going to continue to tarry because he already finished it, dude. So why don't you just believe that it's done and be who he made you to be? Yeah? No, seriously. We're waiting for God, but really he's saying, I'm waiting on you. Because I said, when I leave this place, you'll do the same works I have done. Even greater works will you do because my ministry doesn't die because I'm not here. I want to see it live on through you. And that's what we have to grab a hold of because there's so many problems that we're faced with and there's so many problems that the world's faced with. And the only solution is Jesus Christ. That is the only solution. And if you think I'm radical, that's okay too. But we all have to be this way. Man, there's a virus out there that are killing people. What are we going to do about it, church? Well, I don't want to get it. Neither do I. But I'm the hope of the world. I'm the church. I'm his bride. And there's something about grace, right, that just empowers you to be like him, right? And he, we have it. It's like, so you be careful. You use hand sanitizer. Yeah? Yeah, I got an eczema on my hand for two year, three years ago from using too much hand sanitizer. All right? There's common sense applied here. But what does it mean we stop ministering to people who are sick? I mean, let's be honest with you. You know, you see somebody coughs in a background and we just think it's immediately, it must be, you know what, can't come on YouTube, so we got to be careful. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm not downplaying it. There are certain people that just don't do good with it. And that's sad. It should anger us. We should be ticked off at disease. God put something in us. Power. Not yours, his. Why don't we live like him? Why don't we do something about the problems in this world? Put hope in leaders here on earth? Well, that's God's chosen leader. No, God's chosen leader is you. It's the church. Revival won't continue to last if it's always put on one person. It dies with the person. 
for their shortcomings. But man, if it's just about the church being who she's called to be and all of us being who God called us, a body, oh, it's un- we're unstoppable now. Can't stop us. If a so-so didn't show up to preach, it don't matter because I'm here and you're here and my breakthrough is sitting right next to me in the pew. And what am I talking about here? I'm talking kingdom. This is kingdom reality. King, this is how it is in heaven. And he wants us to advance his kingdom. And encounter plays a part in the kingdom. Yeah. Our mission is to be an encounter. To lead people into that life-changing experience of God. To empower them to do the same. To advance the kingdom. And, and we, we can stop and say, but I'm waiting for something to happen here at Bethel. Or once it happens over here at the river, or once it happens over here at this church, well, then we'll know something's happening. Or it's got to happen over in this country, because that's where we're going. Well, how about it starts to happen right here, right now? And who cares if we don't get on God tube or whatever it is? God TV. <laughs> who gives a rip, right? Yeah. It just begins to happen in our lives, where we get to see those things take place. <clears throat> in Luke chapter 17, verse 20 through 21, the Lord's saying this, now, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It hasn't happened at Bethel, Lord. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. It hasn't happened yet because you haven't done anything about it. You're not seeing it because you're just sitting on the sideline. I remember when I offended some people a couple a year ago. I've said it a couple times. There's a big difference. There's two types of believers. One's a Christian and one's a disciple. A Christian is usually sitting on the sideline waiting for something to happen, showing up to every conference, just wanting to see a move of God. But the disciple is actually doing something about it because they're following God. And everywhere they go, goodness and mercy follows them all the days of their life. And they're just popping out miracles everywhere they go. Just pray that you see them. Because it'd be fun, wouldn't it? So who are you going to be this year? A disciple or a Christian? Are you choosing to follow him? It's a choice. Oh, don't worry. If you don't want to be one, you're no condemnation. You're going to be with us. Come on. But God's called all of us to follow him. There is a big difference. And I know it's hard because there's a price to pay. And one says, but I've got so much on my plate. I can't be a part of this or I can't be a part of that. Give me your plate. I'll knock some, some stuff off and show you <laughs> what you need to do. If I just stay busy, then no, stay busy with the kingdom. You know what, the verse I, I closed the year off with in our Christmas Eve service was probably my favorite verse, and I believe it's a verse that God's wanting to, wanting to be our verse as Encounter Church. <clears throat> you know, I, I really, my I, ministry in me started with the supernatural, and I can't get away from it. I can't. And we're going to be talking a lot about the supernatural this year. We're going to be talking about healing. Our founder had an incredible healing ministry. Amy Simple McPherson, come on, like, what? You know, during a pandemic, she ended up going to, a, to an, a, an event in Oklahoma during the Spanish flu, even though it was originally canceled. Then they reopened it, and she came. I don't do anything God doesn't tell you, but God told her to do it, and he protected her, and there were healings there. I'm not telling you to go run to the COVID floor. I'm not telling you to do any of that. You do what God tells you to do. But I am telling you, prayer is in there. So here's probably my favorite verse. 
Ephesians 3.20. But here's what's interesting about it, is if you go to like any Christian bookstore, or if you look uh, you know, at any bumper sticker or hear somebody quote it, this is how they usually quote it. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, period. But they leave out this, the most important part, according to the power that works in who? So yeah, God can do the impossible, but it's according to the power that's working in you. So what's he saying? I'll do it if you will. How are we going to be an encounter? Well, we, we have to go and be one. Something's need, something needs to change over here. Okay, well then, what are we going to do about it, church? Are you just calling us to just save the world? Let's just start with the back, backyard. Start with our community. But what's it to you if God does decide to do something that big in us? Are you okay with that? Or do you just want to go to another church? I'm believing big. I am believing big for us. I'm not discouraged because we don't have a church of 500 or 600. We can't do that much. Yes, we can. Did you see? We just read off the things that we did in a small church. Did you see what, we, what we've accomplished just through the generosity piece? What's going to start happening if when we come across somebody who's maybe dealing with uh, something, right? Maybe, maybe it's just some, some high blood pressure, and we pray for them, and they don't have to be on blood pressure medicine anymore. And that, wouldn't that bring glory to God? We begin to do something different about it, where we say, you know, I've got a solution. Oh, but it, it didn't work. So do it again, and you do it again, and you do it again. But, I, but we're not waiting on God. Think about it. No, I'm not going to pity the Lord. He's okay. But how can you answer a prayer like that? Will you just do something, Lord? I already did. <laughs> what I've done, I can't do. I can't. I can't improve on that. It's kind of like the kind of like when when he when he was in the in the wilderness and the enemy was tempting him, the devil was tempting him. He could have just said a chew, and that would have been enough. But he didn't need to improve on what he already spoke, so he just used what he already said. What he already did is perfect, but he, he deposited that power that the scripture that Paul's talking about, he put that power inside of us. And so we're, we're so busy looking for an anointed person, or we're so busy praying for a fresh anointing, a fresh outpouring. Can I tell you something? Listen, don't get offended. The, the anointing you have never went stale. It hasn't expired. You don't need a new one. Maybe that's your problem. You're looking for something that you don't need. <laughs> You have everything that you've ever needed to live a righteous life, right? To be somebody who overcomes sin, to show people how to do that. And you know what? Be a miracle maker, a worker. To see miracles come, and then, but it's not working. It's okay. Keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. We're not striving, though, but we're just believing. He says you will have anything you believe. Do you believe it? When he prayed... Did he get what he asked for? I'll tell you what, when you, when, you have, when you have this kingdom focus, when you are driven by the mission of Encounter Church, this is not something we just talk about on a Sunday. I need you, listen to me, I need you to adopt this, to make it your mission, because it is our life. It's not just a Sunday gathering. It's our lives. So you, you better hang in there, because I will be looking to you to do something about it, whatever that it is. Because we all have a role to play. And it's not just me or leaders or people with a special gift. We all have a specific gift that's going to bring glory to God here in Tampa. 
Well, we have to be willing to use it. But what more do you need in order to believe it? That's my question for you. What does God need to do? You already know what I'm going to say, right? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Peter, who do you say I am? Whoa, whoa, whoa Lord. Think about Peter, who do, you, who do you say I am? My, my, how about this? My son, your, your disciples couldn't heal him. The demons just keep throwing, trying to kill him, throw him in the fire. But if you're, if you're willing, can, can you do it? And his response to the guy was, what do you mean if I'm willing? Do you believe? Because anything is possible to those who believe. What is God saying? Church, it's time to be responsible. Time to be responsible with what I've given you. And if that offends you, man, I'm not here to offend you. But I do know that the good news of the gospel is offensive. But I'm okay with knowing that when I go to bed at night, if I haven't seen breakthrough, I'm okay with knowing that maybe it's just something I haven't grasped just yet. But I would not be okay if God was holding out on me. I just can't because then I, I don't have hope. Well, maybe he's just doing this to, to deal with you. I don't believe that because I would never do it to my kid. I just don't. If I can do something about it, you bet I will do something about it. My son, my sons, my daughter's singing angel in here. But that is the truth, and you better believe he's way better than you, <laughs> and he will do it too. And he's proven that by giving us his son. See, there's nothing else to prove. If God would just do that, no, he did it. He did it. And so we, church, it's our time to go and do what he's done and show the world the one that we believe in. The, listen to this. The man that said he was going to lay, him, lay his life down, and then said he was going to raise it. Yeah, I believe in him. But these miracles don't make sense. People think I'm crazy. It's okay. Tell them the story about the resurrection. They'll think you're more crazy. A man who said he would lay his life down and then lift it back up. Yeah, it means he's God. People get caught up in Jonah and the whale, right? Oh, whale, big fish. Wow. The dude said, the dude abides, right? The, Jesus said he was going to lay his life down and raise it up again. And he did it. That's why we believe. That's why we have to have this, this faith that all things are possible. But I'm not waiting on God to make it possible. He already did. I'm going to make it possible. And I'm going to begin, begin to do things. I'm going to choose to believe. And if I have an experience that's opposite of what happens in the Gospels, I'm not going to be discouraged and say that's who he is now. No, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't happen 100% of the time. But that's not going to slow me down because I know who he is. So I have a challenge for you because I want us to be able to hear him and know him more. Listen, the knowing more part is not catching something he hasn't done yet. And it's knowing more of what's been already deposited in you. There is a constant revealing as you go deeper in him. There is a learning in him, okay? But it's not because he's left anything out. It's, a, it's an awakening like, wow, I didn't know that was there. That's cool, Lord. Yeah? And so there's going to be more of that. How do you do that? Well, you get alone with him. You, you, you continue to be in relationship with him. And there's going to be some things that we're going to learn this year about rhythms with our, with our walk with God. One of the things being rest, right? Like learning how to rest and, and take, you know, a break once in a while, right? And, 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 and I'm not talking about being a couch potato, but things that fuel you, like, because we're always so busy, and I know it's important in order for us to live this out, the more part, we need to know how to hear his voice and do what he's telling us to do, right? And how do we do that? Well, here's, here's a challenge I have for us, okay? I'm, listen to me, don't listen, you gotta hear, let me finish. 
I'm not a big fan of fast. Well, obviously. Yeah, wait. All right. But I am a fan of a God-chosen fast, a fast that he calls you to because he knows why you would need to do that. See, we can be religious with it. If I just suffer, I'll twist his arm, I'll get him to do something. Yeah, you see me over here suffering? It's like, dude, I suffered, okay? That a God-chosen fast. And I believe that God's choosing us to get into a fast this year. But here's my proposal, because you're free. I'm not saying you have to do anything, because we're free. But if God, if God puts this on your heart, if you're like, you know what, this sounds like God, I want you to do it. And, and if you write in that connection card that you're going to do it, and here it is, no social media for 21 days starting tomorrow. But how am I going to go to sleep at night? <laughs> My thumb might get stiff. <laughs> That'll probably do you some good. Get the melatonin creation come back into your body, right? But I'm challenging you that, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> can, can you prayerfully consider this? Prayerfully consider this. Why is this so important? Because I think the reason why we're not hearing him is because he's not speaking. I think we just have other things going on that we just can't hear that still small voice sometimes. And so it might be time just to tune into God, turn the static off and just tune in to him. And that's one way I think that will help us because we need to hear him clearly as we move forward, taking big risk in our faith to look just like him this year and hopefully for the rest of our lives. And you hear him clearly. Because you just don't want to go do stuff that he's not calling you to do. But when he says it, man, you're like, i got to work for him, and that's all I need. And that's enough. <clears throat> Another thing is the Word of God, a Bible reading challenge. Here, it's so easy today. I think it was Angie in first service says, you can, if you like James Earl Jones, he'll read it to you. <laughs> in the Bible app. It's, no, seriously, it is so easy for us, guys. And I'm telling you, listen to the word or read it. But you can get the Bible app and you can get on a reading plan. You can read the whole Bible in a year if that's your thing. If you don't have that and you're like, I'm committed to doing that, I will buy you a life journal. I will buy you a life journal and I will give it to you if you're going to commit to that. Uh, no condemnation. If you miss a day or two here, the whole point is getting into the word. When should I do it? Any opportunity you have throughout the day. Really important. Because as, as we have more life pressure this year, we experience it, right? And we have sometimes attacks from the enemy. I'm not a big fan of the devil, right? You guys know that about me. I don't put him on every doorknob, but I do know he hates you, and I do know that he still can see things happening in the spirit realm that we don't see, and it freaks him out. He doesn't know, but he's like, oh, no, God's about to do something really cool in that person's life, and I need to throw them off. I want to see them go back around the mountain. I believe that happens, okay? But when he begins to put the pressure in on you, what comes out? A mess sometimes if you're a mess, right? And you respond and react in a way that's just not, that's not who God made you to be. But when you get the word of God in you and that pressure comes, then what comes out? The word. God's word comes out and things change with God's word. Amen? Now, come on, some of you, no, listen, to your, listen to the way you talk about yourself next time. That doesn't need to be there. God's word does. Oh, I'm just no good. I'm just, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm a son or a daughter of God. He saw that I was good. He came and died for me. You, you change that. And so just committing to the word, not religiously, but I'm asking you to. I'm not telling you you guys have to do any of these things, but I'm going to be doing it. Not because it's my job, 
know what my job is? To empower you, saints. To equip you to do the ministry of Jesus Christ. That's my job. So if you'll, you'll consider that, I would greatly appreciate it. And of course, joining the small group. We have a new small group coming. You're going to hear about that after, sorry, next week. I will tell you guys this as we're closing today. I'm going to pray for you here in a second as the team's coming up to play some music here. We're going to worship him out like we do every service. But um, God has called me to take some time off. And, and um, he did it actually a while ago, and I didn't do it because I felt like I needed, the church needed me. <laughs> that's when I realized God can do it without me but I get to be a part of it. And that's what's awesome. Such a privilege to be a part of what God's doing. But I'm gonna be taking a sabbatical. And um, I know this is gonna be the best thing for me and my family, but when good things happen to a leader, it also gets to pour out into the church family. And so some of the things we're gonna be learning this year is how to rest, and I'm going through that. So when I come back, I'm sure I'll have some awesome testimonies. Um, but I, I do know this, I'll be back for Easter. Okay, I, will, I do know that she will be, right? Super Bowl, church Super Bowl. But I will be back for Easter. I haven't nailed this start time yet, but it's, it's most likely going to be either the beginning of February or the middle of February, okay? And we have a, a, I got some great leaders that are going to be sharing. They're aware of it. They're probably thinking, give us a date. <laughs> it's coming. But, uh, but um, I just wanted to make sure that I, I chose the right time. In fact, the more I spend time praying about it with God, I felt like he's pushing it back more and more and more. Um, earlier and earlier, so I mean, so um, the church is going to grow when that happens. He's going, he, God's going to do something powerful, and I hope that in that experience that I have with the Lord, I hope that that experience pours out on you. I believe it will, and it's going to be an amazing year for Encounter Church. You know, we're about to sell the property. Um, I hate to say that, but more details are to come. Commercial realty is confusing, and there's a lot of hangups, but I do know that um, the, the last day um, is February 15th because um, they are currently in another extension. But it's okay. We made them pay for it. We made them pay for it. So um, there's a good chance we could be closing at the beginning of February if everything works out, even though they have till the 15th of February. So be praying for the church. I do know that the, the way it looks financially, we might have to get a loan. I know that's not what we wanted, but when we first started this process out, man has properties jumped in, in price, huh? So I'm not worried about it because I, I do believe that God's going to do something powerful. So a lot for us to be praying for as a family, yeah? Uh, but to be encouraged because God's going to take us to a, a new place, a community where we will make a difference. Amen? Let me pray for you as we close out and we worship God. Uh, would you mind standing so we can sing out to him after I pray? Father, I thank you for everyone that is here this morning and everyone that's watching at home right now. Lord, I thank you that you are stirring something in us. You're igniting this passion uh, to, and, and desire to live just like you, Jesus, in every way, in every way, in the supernatural, in the practical, Lord. I thank you for that, God. I thank you, Lord, that it's not by what we're doing, it's what you've already done. And I, I hope, Lord, that, that we leave here, I'm asking you, God, to, to, for that revelation of your finished work to rest in our heart right now. And we take it with us to be an encounter everywhere we go, God. I thank you that you've empowered everybody. And whatever, whatever need that needs to happen, that needs to take place here, whatever need, I, I thank you, God, that you're doing it right now. I pray for divine protection over everyone's physical bodies.
in Jesus' name, God. Thank you for protecting us from any type of germs or bacteria as we continue to move forward on mission with you, God. And I thank you, Lord, for blessing us financially so we can be a blessing to others, Lord. I thank you that as we leave here today, we feel like a brand new creation ready to advance your mission that you've given us in the church everywhere we go. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Cause I got this open my soul I know you won't let me go Yeah, Lord, I believe With your life in me I've just begun Yeah, I got this open my soul I know you won't let me go Lord, I believe With your life in me how awesome was that message so good so good and i am challenged i hope you feel it too social media actually my screen time for social media has been down thank goodness thanks to god it really has helped a lot and i am looking forward to the bible challenge and yes i did say james earl jones can read you the bible who wouldn't want that? He's the best voice ever. So guys, we're gonna have a lot of stuff coming up this year. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're ready. And one of the things that I want you to do is just to be looking for people that you could bring to a small group to bring here, just to show them who they really are. And another way that they can do that, and if you haven't done it yet yourself, is through Next Steps. It happens every Sunday. It'll happen after this service. So if you are interested, you can sign up online. If you didn't get a chance to sign up online, that's okay too, because you could just step right in to our lobby and we have it all ready for you. And we will get you plugged in and ready to go. And one of the biggest things that I wanna remind you as we get ready to head out those doors is that you get to be the encounter. Thank you for being here. We love you. Have a great week.